Brutal Legend, a third-person real-time strategy adventure game about a roadie who is transported to another world, a world of danger and heavy metal, traversed by a hero voiced by Jack Black. Can our host smith a movie out of a game made of pure metal? Find out on this episode of Game Reel. Welcome to Game Reel, the the show where three nerds make up movies about video games we like. I am your host, Cassidy Easton, and I am here with my lovely co-hosts, Matthew Brennan and Annika Gatormson. <laughs> guys, it feels like forever since I've talked to you guys. I missed you so much. It's so great to be back. Aww. Yeah, we have been recorded in a long time also who the fuck are you calling nerds <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe i'm a nerd i spent a lot of time playing D. it's been about a month yeah it's been um it's been crazy times lots has happened mm-hmm. this episode we are talking about the double fine production brutal legend brutal legend is a game about it's a it's a weird like third person real-time strategy game about this guy named eddie riggs he's a roadie for like a shitty metal band and he's like he does not like the band he's like oh metal is dead he wishes he had been born back in the good old days where metal was good and then he gets into an accident where he drips some blood on this like gnarly belt buckle and like summons a a demon god of metal who then uh takes him to this crazy universe where there's all these monsters and like it's this crazy metal universe where there's like trees made from like exhaust pipes there's like monsters covered in like crazy spikes guitars can shoot magic he has like an axe and there is this force of demons these like S&M leather demons who are like trying to destroy the world and it is up to him and some other uh, heavy metal icons to save this world. And it's voiced, uh, the Eddie Riggs is voiced by Jack Black, so I, I am going to assume that he's going to be in all of our pitches. Am I correct? Um, 100%. Nope. No? You're not, you don't have Jack Black in your story? Really? No, I'm just kidding, yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, wow! Really, that's a super bold choice. I was, I was really into it. I've played the game. I'm assuming you guys haven't played the game. I have not played the game, but I did watch you stream it on Twitch a few times. Yes, I have a stream on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash ultimate crying. Um, <laughs> I play video games and cyberpunk sometimes. I played this game like forever ago when I was in middle school, and I like was super into it because I thought it was really cool. And I played it again recently a little bit. I didn't finish it, but uh, I mean, the charm hasn't really worn off. There's some some things in the game that don't age super well, but I mean, it was it's enjoyable otherwise. It was fun to watch for sure. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's funny because because Jack Black, I think he he mostly carries the game because he's very naturally funny, and I'm sure they just kind of put him in a booth and said, "All right, just kind of go off and do your thing," and he he does, and it's <laughs> it's quite it's quite hilarious. And then in the game, there's a bunch of other characters from like metal history like um Lenny, Ozzy Osbourne Ozzy Osbourne uh, Rob Halford Rita Ford 
Yeah, yeah. There's like tons, tons of like shout outs to that, um, which might make making this movie hard. But um, that's that we like a challenge on this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess I should ask. Let's just be kind of general since there's a lot in this game. What are, what are, who are your guys' favorite characters or creatures from the game? It's the guy who flies with his hair. <laughs> Lion White. <gasps> oh yeah, what General Lion White. Yes. Yeah, he's the I think he's supposed to be David Bowie, but they don't call him that. He's just called General Lion White. He's incredible. Maybe he's my, very funny. My favorite thing about him is not even his like his character. It's the mm-hmm. fact that when I was watching you play it, his hair would glitch and just fly all over the screen. <laughs> yeah. And it was, was so much fun. This game Double Fine is like really good about designing really fun and like crazy characters that are just like super fun to look at. What else did they what else did they make? Uh they made Psychonauts. I don't know if you yeah. played Psychonauts. Yeah. They did that game. And then they did um Grim Fandango and other games I haven't played. I don't know. They've been kind of inactive a little bit. There I think they've mm-hmm. been working on Psychonauts too. But yeah, uh Matt, do you have any favorite characters from uh from this game? Um, I also really like Lion White. I mm-hmm. like the fucking villain. It was like Davunculus or something. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Emperor Daviculus. Daviculus, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty cool. sure he was voiced by Tim Curry. Yes. He was very hammy. He was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like his like weird S and M like mask where you can't really even see his face. Yeah, he's super cool. His character design is really awesome. I don't think you guys got to see his like guitar. He's a playable character in the multiplayer, and you can like interact with his army and stuff and uh his guitar is uh this like four like it has four necks and like four sets of strings and it like comes out of his chest and then you can see like his heart beating back there and he just like plays it with both hands just like on separate necks just like plucking with his fingers it's insane that's awesome he's so cool not surprisingly there is a lot of fan art for him Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I I remember when I was looking up pictures of Daviculus because I was like trying to remind myself what other like cool stuff he had in his army. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I came across this like fan drawn comic. It was definitely drawn by like a teenager on like DeviantArt like way back in two thousand nine, and it was of like it was like weirdly this like weirdly romantic confrontation between eddie riggs and daviculus with riggs like it's with his like wings out and stuff and it was like whoa why is this like one of the first images you see if you look up daviculus could you uh just just for no reason could you just like drop that in the (laughs) i'll drop it after the recording we need to stay focused okay Yeah, uh, my favorite character, this is largely because I had a crush on her when I first played the game, and I don't think you guys got to the part, or I don't think I got to the part on stream with you guys where we see this character for the first time, but Drowned Ophelia is my favorite character. Hell yeah. She's seen her. at, At first, she's like the love interest, and she's kind of like sorta goth. She's got, like, a spiked collar, and, like, Eddie Riggs is, like, super into her, but she's, like, into Lars. Then she gets betrayed, and she becomes, like, this 
goth, ghosty, like covered in like black webbing dress and like has this crazy black guitar and drives a hearse as her chariot and this like undead army of goths. I'm just like, damn. I had such a crush on her when I first played this game, and <laughs> you know, I still do. She's a queen. She didn't deserve what she got. That is true, and that's like a bit of how what my pitch revolves around. Because I found I got to the Drondophilia part, and I found it super interesting. And mm-hmm. I love that she had like little Robert Smith from The Cure, like cronies, just like <laughs> yeah. all goth and zombified around her. It was so cool. Yeah, I love the basic units for the for the goth army. It's they're so good, and their their voice lines are like really funny. Yeah, and also I think some of them are voiced by Matt Mercer. Funny enough. Oh, probably. Are they really? Yeah, he's like he's really? huge in the video game community. Yeah, I was I was going through trivia stuff and like him and Yuri Lowenthal, who voices a lot of anime stuff, but also Teenage Ben Ten, was oh some <laughs> of the background voices for it. Yeah, this game is very fun, and I think we could make a very fun movie about it. Um, so Matt, if you would like to, you know, give us your pitch, I'm, I'm interested in hearing. Wait, just one second. I did just look it up and Matthew Mercer mm-hmm. does voice some of the grave diggers from Oh my God. Wow. Nice. You've got keen ears, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> did you just pick that up? Cause you recognize his voice? No, I also read it on the wiki. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I was like, oh, Matt's in tune with the other Matt. <laughs> Yeah, I do. The Matt kinship. <laughs> Actually, the opposite. I've always hated other Matts because they're kind of <laughs> Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I see, I see. Well, I'm going to have to cut that out of the podcast because I can't have us being enemies with Critical Role right now. Oh, okay. Not with that, <laughs> no, sir. No It's way. okay. You could. You guys could just like throw it all on me. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, yeah. Uh, so, pitches. Uh does anybody want to go first? Matt, you mentioned you had a, a pitch about Ophelia. Okay, so to be honest, that's a bit of an exaggeration because mm. I had a super hard time thinking of anything, but I was very engaged in Ophelia's whole thing. Mm-hmm. And also because like, I don't like what they did because they did her like super fucking dirty. Her whole thing is that she is the daughter of like people who were there was like some i think it was like called the black tear rebellion mm-hmm. yeah where like she had like she was part of like the evil god side or her parents were so like no one trusts her and like because of that she has like trust issues and she has that whole romance thing with jack black's character and it's super forced and bad and then yeah. i i don't entirely remember why it was pretty bunk but they were like oh, we don't trust you anymore because your parents are bad. And then Jack Black's like, I can't believe I trusted you. And he like yeah. spits in her face or something. Yeah. Not literally, but it's because so like, she's just, yeah, yeah. it's because like Deviculus was like calling her this name Sicoria. And then he had like one of her swords and everyone was like, oh, she's working oh, with Deviculus. With yeah. And that was like yeah. the only thing they had to go off of. Right. And so she's just like on the side of a road and her heart is broken and she's yeah. like a woman scorned. <laughs> and so she becomes super evil. Yep. And I would hate a lot more if like her evil form isn't way cooler. And I just, I would just like for like in our thing for her to have a more active role in it. Because mm-hmm. I thought it was going to lead to 
Because she has, like, a little redemption thing towards the end, but it's, like, pretty weak because she dies, and then, like, after yeah. she dies, she returns to her regular self. So I just wanted something in which maybe the romance is a little bit more well thought out and less, like, oh, I'm, like, an annoying guy, but you like me anyway because I'm the main character type thing and make it more yeah. genuine. And she could still have, like, that whole, like, oh, fall from grace, like, turn evil, but then she could have a bigger role in, like, the final battle in which... You know, she has some agency, mm-hmm. and she helps defeat Diviculus and stuff yeah, like I that. Yeah, I mean, she has crazy powers. Why wouldn't she use those crazy powers to help out? Yeah, she, like, very unceremoniously gets her heart, like, ripped out by Diviculus, and then she just kind of dies. So, yeah, I want us to not do that. <laughs> I'm super into that idea. I am as well. Um, Annika, do you have a, a, a pitch? So, I guess, similar similarly to Matt... I know we've said, um, like, it's it's a little bit harder to come up with ideas when we're jumping off of a plot that is already so, like, mm-hmm. I guess, fleshed out. I guess similarly to Matt as well, I was super drawn to Ophelia's character. I thought she was the most interesting out of them all. Because I also, like, watched the cutscenes and I watched um, you play a Cassidy, and I, mm-hmm. I think the whole time I was just saying, like, oh, she's so cool, she's so cool, I want more yeah. of her. So I kind of would want to see something where we're following her, but mm. not, I wouldn't want it to be the story that the game already goes through. So I would either be a prequel or a sequel. Honestly, a sequel would be better because we could then, like, flesh out what has happened to the world since mm-hmm. like Eddie won and just see like where she's found herself since then. I like that a lot. It actually that actually could pretty easily or like nicely tie into the the sort of idea I had. Oh, so what's the idea that you have? So I I it's funny when I first like months ago said told my dad that I was uh that we were going to be doing an episode about Brutal Legends, we actually talked about brutal legend and then like talked about like a movie idea mm-hmm. and um i we like i like came up with we like came up with the story together so my dad's partially credited with this pitch um <laughs> you mean you cheated cassidy father, <laughs> father cassidy i got a little help with this one but my pitch is uh this would be a sequel to brutal legends the game it would be eddie riggs has returned to the normal universe after saving the metal universe maybe it's during corona times or whatever but it's like the world kind of sucks music live music is not being performed as much anymore and so he's like well this place sucks i want to go back to the metal universe so he gets some blood in his belt hops on the back of ormagodon is taken back to the metal universe and when he gets there things are weird it's like the world is like dissolving kind of like the uh like the nothing from the never ending story mm-hmm. like things are just kind of disappearing and it's like really it's like eerily quiet and he's like yo what's going on and uh you know people are like yeah the world is just like being destroyed we don't know why and then he's like oh Diviculus is like behind this so he like goes after Diviculus. i don't have many story beats planned out mostly because i thought of this like months ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um 
also because I wanted to leave room for us to, you know, write. Yeah, <laughs> fair um, So I I think it, there is like maybe a few a few um, beats of like him looking for a villain and settling on Daviculus, but then realizing it's not Daviculus that's tearing up the world. It's silence. And what they need to do is they all need to unite all like the demons and the uh, undead people and the uh, the regular humans and they all need to like go to some place like this mountain of amps or something and find this like sacred artifact and like blast music back into the real world to save the metal world because silence and lack of music in the real world is what's destroying uh, the metal world. And that was like kind of my pitch, and I think that Annika, you you uh, you were saying you well, both of you were saying you wanted Ophelia to be more like central and less of like a throwaway villain. Yeah, I almost want her to be a main mm. character. Yeah, I think in this one she could be like a main character, because mm-hmm. like maybe like people like after they find Dibiculus, like oh maybe it's the people from the the lake, or maybe that maybe they like pass through that area or something or but i do think that she could be one of the central characters where she's like something's happening to our world and we don't know what maybe it could be the kind of thing where she is the main character but instead of it being or at the beginning eddie goes back into the world she's forced to leave her world to try and find him oh like she leaves the metal universe and then comes to the real world yeah, because, I mean, that could be an interesting twist. Ah, that's pretty cool. I think we would maybe miss all of the metal universe, though. Because, like... Yeah. But maybe it could be it could be something that happens closer to the end, so we get to spend a lot of time in the metal universe before she has yeah. to jump out. That, that would be similar, I guess, to... What's that movie? Ella Enchanted? oh yeah <laughs> no. yeah yeah that is kind of like ella enchanted huh yeah i don't i don't know that that that's the basis of my pitch is like you know all the, the three villains the three like factions of the metal world come together to try and save their world and also revive music in our world i absolutely um, love that as a pitch <laughs> um but yeah i don't know i i just i just know that I, I thought it would work well with your guys' pitches because we could have Ophelia as, like, a main character. Mm-hmm. And maybe she's been redeemed a little bit. Or maybe she is, like, you know, trusted again by the, the humans. So what do you guys think? Like, what do do you guys think there should be, like, any, like, broad changes? Or, like, what what do you think? I think that is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also means we could do the fun Ella Enchanted thing where they have to jump from the metal world to the real world. Oh yeah, what if that's like the the thing that makes them realize what's going on? Is oh. like they like, what if they have to like seek out this like sage or like this super wise magical person? Maybe it's Rob Zombie, <laughs> um, <laughs> and they have to like find them and like. You're like, hey, so what's wrong with our world? Why is it doing this? And they're like, the problem is not with our world. And then they like are teleported to the real world. And then they realize, like, oh, nobody's playing music anymore. 
<laughs> and then Jack Black has to teach them all how to play metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, then I think they would go back to the metal world and, like, you know, use the sacred artifact or, like, a mountain of amps or something and blast music back into the real world or something like that. Something big and stupid. I love it. Right. I th- you, did you say that, like, because they're connected, maybe... You know, because no one's playing, no, maybe no one can play in the metal world either. Uh, yeah, I was, I mentioned like the metal world's a lot quieter now. Maybe that, yeah, maybe their music isn't like as powerful, and like magic is not happening anymore in that world. So I guess we should figure out where we start. Yeah. Um. What do you guys think of starting in like 2020, like quarantine times? No. You think that's too dark? <laughs> I think that's too dark. Yeah, I don't want to think about it. I do yeah, not want to think about that. Sorry. My dad pitched that to me, and I was like, eh, maybe we'll just do it like the never-ending story, where it's like people don't have imaginations anymore, and that's like sort of like that, where it's just like people don't listen to music as much anymore, and like that's what's going on. It's hard to like think of like a good reason as to why no one's listening to music, though. Like it could be a stupid reason, but I think we have to like think of something. It could be the Podcasts government. Are the government. The, world. <laughs> the government. The government banned music. Yeah, the government banned all metal. The world. <laughs> Wait, like, <laughs> I actually I like the government banned metal because like, that was kind metal. of because like Satanic Panic was a thing, you know. <laughs> true, uh, true. So like maybe we bring that back. Yeah, that's also kind of like a like a big broad stupid conflict that kind of is on brand for this sort of that's like very like tonally correct for this game too yes i agree yeah the, um, go- the government the president <laughs> the president is a podcaster yeah the president's <laughs> like music is is too short and not informative enough so <laughs> we're gonna all everyone has to listen to podcasts now podcasts are the ma- mandate I love that. Damn, he's like he's like an <laughs> evil NPR host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So, in in this in this real world, music is becoming illegal, and people are listening to metal less. Yes. And so Eddie Riggs is like, "Shit, I don't want to live in this world where music isn't like legal anymore. I gotta go back to metal world." And so he goes back. Well, things got to be shitty in Metal World, too. Yeah, I, th- I think he should think things are fine at first until he, like, meets people. I think he should just go back and look for Ophelia and his old friends. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Who of his old friends survive? I know Lars dies. Yeah, Lars dies. Lita's fine. Um, that The guy with the mutton chops, who isn't Lemmy. I think his name is, like... Oh, yeah. The guy name? who drives the bus. Hold on. Magnus. Magnus, oh. yeah, 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 yes, yeah. So, so Magnus, Killmaster. Well, does he need to see all of them? I don't think he needs to see all of them at first. I think he should run into like Magnus and Lita Ford and uh, yeah, the Killmaster mm-hmm. and you know all the like a few of them and be like, hey guys, <laughs> what's going on? Maybe those like you know those like uh those like fan geysers, those geysers that like shoot up like fan magic. They're like the resources for like the stages when you do stage versus stage combat. Uh, maybe those are like completely dry. Maybe like no fans are coming out of them. Oh yeah. And he sees them and he's like, "Whoa, that's weird." 
and then he meets uh, Magnus and Lita Ford, and uh, he's like, hey guys, what's going on? Like, what's happening here? Oh, I, I think I should also mention, I've been picturing this, like, either CG animated or, like, practical effects like Jim Henson puppetry shit for, like, the headbangers and all the monsters and stuff. I think That'd be really cool. I think it has to be practical effects. Yes, I, I agree. All right, cool. So we got Jim Henson looking motherfuckers and then some normal human beings. I think Jack Black has to play Eddie Riggs. I agree 100%. <laughs> yes, yes, okay. I'm glad we all agree on this. Um, so, yeah, he he meets up with the with his, his, like, some of his friends. I think, is this where we learn that the world is, like, being destroyed and nobody knows why? Yeah, I think it should be. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This would be, like, inciting incident, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe something... I think something should ha- maybe happen to show him. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, sees the fan geysers are dry. And he's like, oh, that's yeah. weird. And then maybe, like, a chunk of land, like, shoots out of the ground and dissolves or something. Like, how? what does the dissolving of the world look like? I don't know. Maybe to add stakes, like, Lita or Ophelia needs to be, like, sick. Or, like, in need of fans in some way. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I think since everything is metal, maybe everything around them is rusting. Yeah, like, the trees are, like, rusting, and, like, the animals are sickly and, like, fucked up looking. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not in a cool way, because that would be a good aesthetic. Yeah, oh, maybe, like, the really powerful people, like, feel less powerful. Like, maybe Eddie, like, when he gets there, he's like... Oh, I don't really feel any different. I remember coming here and feeling awesome, and like he picks up his guitar and he can't do magic, and he's like, "What's going on?" Should they assume that Deviculus is doing this? I think that's like probably the natural assumption. So yeah. Were there were there any like lore based monsters that Deviculus worked for that maybe we could plug into this? Because I remember there was like a lot of like demon lore shit going on. Yeah, Deviculus and all his people were like there were these things called the old ones and they were like these horrible they're like descendant from there they're like these horrible creatures that were so hideous that like when when light was invented they were like hor- they were like enraged that they had to look upon themselves and each other when they couldn't avoid light being invented they covered their most hideous parts with like leather and bindings so that they would not have to look upon themselves and so that's why all the demons are all like covered in leather and stuff oh, i just thought they were fun <laughs> <laughs> you just thought it was a lifestyle choice yeah they were just fun guys you know no no, no. they really hate how they look yeah i think they should assume deviculus is behind this i think maybe their next step step should be to like get in contact with ophelia and like team up with her maybe she herself is like since eddie's gone she's like taken mm. like the role of like the human savior and she's already yeah. like gone off and that we can meet her later on on the oh, way. Oh yeah. So they're going to go catch up with her? What 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 are they doing? Are they like going to go meet her at in her home or are they going to like catch up with her on her march towards Deviculus? I think it should just to like add stakes mm-hmm. that are I guess more personal than environmental. Maybe mm-hmm. they should think like Ophelia's been taken by Deviculus. Hmm. That's interesting. So she's like disappeared and nobody knows yeah. where she is. Mm-hmm. 
they think Diviculus took her, and so they're, like, marching on Diviculus themselves to go find her. Yeah, something like that. So, alright, so they march on Diviculus. What happens between then and finding him? Maybe they try to look for their old um, rocker buddies, but they're all gone, like Ozzy and Lemmy and them. Yeah, 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 they can't find the Killmaster. They, they can't summon the Guardian of Metal. I just had this thought, maybe, like, in the conflict with Diviculus, that's when they find Ophelia, and Ophelia's like, wait, stop, don't, stop fighting. He didn't take me, I found, I sought him out. Wait, 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 okay, this might be too crazy, but I just had a thought. Okay. What if, what if Diviculus joins their side because he's, like, so freaked out by the world crumbling around him? Oh, yeah. And he becomes, like, an unlikely ally. Yeah, and then we can then we can have a lot of cool Diviculus moments where he like, you know, does his fucked up demon powers. So like, how are we embodying this like bigger evil that like even Diviculus like doesn't fuck with? I think isn't I. It's like the nothing, right? Like, did you guys watch the Never Ending Story? I did. I've I haven't watched it since I was like maybe five. Oh. So you might have to fill me in on what the nothing is. Well, the nothing was, uh, it wasn't like a, a big villain. It was like, a, it was just like this force that just made things disappear and like tore up the land and it was just gone. Mm-hmm. And like, it was this huge fantasy world and everyone was like, you know, you know, really afraid of it. Um, and the nothing was people have not having an imagination or believing in like fantasy in the real world mm-hmm. and like it was yeah that's that's what the never ending story was or what the nothing was anyway right yeah so i guess it is similar to what we've got going on yeah and so i like there's no actual villain in this there's no like villain they can fight in this story they just have to they have to like figure out a way to get music back into the world and you know inspire the populace to listen to music again and rise up against the government who is <laughs> making music illegal. Okay, so they think Ophelia is taken, they try and storm Diviculus, and mm-hmm. Diviculus tells them that he's actually not behind this. I guess, how how far into the movie do you think we are? Do you think we're half an hour in or like 60 minutes in? Uh, I think it's probably half an hour in. Yeah. I, I think that Eddie, I think Eddie's like kind of a simple guy. Mm-hmm. So he's looking for a simple conflict. And so when he gets to Diviculus, I think he should like not hear him out at first. And like, he just fights him. Mm-hmm. And then it's Ophelia who breaks up the fight. Yeah. You know how he, how Diviculus is. He's like all weird and nebulous. And so he's like not giving him straight answers and like sort mm-hmm. of fighting back a little bit, but not really. And then, yeah, you're right. Ophelia breaks it up and is like, hey, guys, I'm here. It's okay. And then what? I guess, do they both, like, fill Eddie in? Or what What happens now? I think they should. Who do you think has, like, the the clue to, like, what they're looking for? I think Ophelia's been, like, traveling the land mm-hmm. and gathering information. And yeah. I think she should fill both of them in on like what's going on. Oh yeah. I Maybe agree. she didn't even come to Diviculus and that's why he like sort of fights Eddie. 
Because, like, oh. he doesn't he doesn't know why Eddie's here. He's like, oh, you're here? You're looking for Ophelia? I don't know where she is, but I'll kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and so then they start fighting, and then Ophelia swoops in just in time, and she's like, knock it off, you two. We got a world to save. So- solid opening. Where do we go mm-hmm. from here? So, yeah, I think she has to have some kind of knowledge on how to save the world. And I, I personally want it to involve Rob Zombie some way. Can we, like, fully take it into, like, a more, like, horror-type vibe? When we meet Rob Zombie? When we meet Rob Zombie. Like, maybe, like, this thing of, like, the silence, like, it, the way it manifests into the environment is, like, this, like, creepy, scary-type deal. Oh, you I know? was thinking Rob Zombie would be, like, an oracle or something. But I do, like, I, I think his whole, like, lair should be all, like, fucked-up, cheesy horror stuff. And he's, like, a rotting... He's, like, an actual zombie. He's, like, a rotting corpse. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I think I think maybe like Ophelia is like, listen, I've been searching the world for a clue on what to do here. Um, and I think I know someone who might like tell us what's going on. He's an oracle and he's from my 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 kingdom or whatever, like the of the Black Lake or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she like takes them to Rob Zombie and then that's where we get our Ella enchanted uh scene where he like like the problem is not with our world it is with another and then he transports them all to the real world that yes i like that i feel like it should be a little bit of an obstacle to get to him though like maybe oh, they, yeah. they spend mm-hmm. the next half hour of the movie trying to get to him yes i think there there are trials and tribulations there are monsters mm-hmm. and weird relics that they have to like bypass Maybe it could be, like, very Indiana Jones, too, where it's, like, a, a big temple full of traps. I was just going to say, I think it needs there needs to be some kind of callback to the battles in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, like, in a lot of them, you have to, like, go through caves. What was that? The one with the spider. Yeah, That's yeah. One of my, that was one of my favorite boss mm-hmm. battles that I watched you play. You have to, like, go through a cave. You have to defeat spiders on the way to the mm-hmm. cave. Um, on the way to the the queen. Maybe his lair is, like, full of vampires and stuff. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Vampires and, like, mummies and wolfmen and stuff, and they're like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is this place? And they're all, like, fighting them. Right. I think if we can't have, like, a big evil vampire, like, mummy thing, mm-hmm. who is Marilyn Manson? Because <laughs> <laughs> if we got Rob Zombie, yeah. I feel like it's only fair. Only. Yeah, and then like as they're f- as they're about to be overwhelmed, like maybe Rob Zombie calls all of his minions off, and he's like, "Who dares enter my lair of whatever?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Rob Zombie, I haven't seen you since the 1995 MTV Awards. What are you doing here?" <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> maybe they're like like opposite brothers like rob zombie is the light and marilyn manson is the darkness you know like some fun stuff like that yeah i think i think ophelia should be like these guys are from my kingdom but they don't listen to me they don't they haven't listened to anyone for a thousand years mm-hmm. mm. or something like that yeah and Maybe so cause they're always like bickering or whatever yeah oh my god okay yeah so rob zombie and marilyn manson are both like <laughs> they're both like these oracles that are that are going to be the ones to like show our heroes what is wrong with the world. I feel like maybe the main obstacle here should be that they 
refuse to meet each other and the characters have to find a way to convince them to meet. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because then we could do like a little side quest where they have to run off and grab like a little gift <laughs> for one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the game, there's a lot of times where you have to run off and grab an item. Mm -hmm. And like I remember mm -hmm. when... Is it Lita who gets sick and they need like strings for her from the spider? It was woman? Ophelia, yeah. Yeah, Ophelia. So something like that where they have to fight a big monster. Yeah. Get an item and fight a big monster. Oh yeah, and maybe this is like before Diviculus and Eddie are like able to work together. Oh yeah. And mm -hmm. so they have like a really hard time defeating this monster because like those two f refuse to work together and like Ophelia and in turn they're not like working with Ophelia either because they're not working together. Cuz they're just fighting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I well, in that. the game like whenever they were trying to figure out or like trying to get like a magical item it would always be like something like very musical based. Yeah. So like in this like everything's like out of whack, everything's like nothing is like within harmony so maybe it's like i don't know like a tuner of some kind you know oh yeah like no one can play music because everything feels out of tune everything's wrong like the the world is out of whack so they mm. need like this like a tuning fork yeah i love that. Like that yes they should go for a tuning fork yeah and like it's guarded by this like huge metal golem or something mm-hmm and, like, they have to defeat that, but they have a really hard time with it. But yeah, they eventually this... do get it. Yeah. Okay, so... I imagine, like, this metal golem just, like, is just, like, a terrible mm. mismatch of, like, all these different instruments and all of it. It's just, like, playing dissonant oh, notes yeah. everywhere. Ooh. And they have to tune it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, why I not? I kind of love that. Yeah, they, like, have to, like, fighting it's impossible because they can't harm it at all and they have to, like, tune it. Yeah, like, maybe it's it. huge, and, like, there's, like, a little tuning hole in its forehead or something. Yeah. And they gotta get up there. There's, like, a bunch of drums and guitars and, like, keyboards and stuff on it, and they, like, really have, they have to, like, figure out how to tune the, 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 it's, like, called a band golem, because it's a whole band. Yeah. I'm gonna steal this for a D&D campaign, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. Okay, so they do that, they get the tuning fork. And then they bring them back to the oracles. All right, we've got a vampire and a zombie. Is there any, like, musician we could have as a wolfman? Taylor Swift. As a wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> the most metal of them all. Oh, man, I'm sick of anthropomorphic animal Taylor Swift. I don't want to see her again. I've watched Cats already. <laughs> Can we have someone else? Isn't um, there, like, a Jason musician Derulo? called Wolfman? No. <laughs> Let's have let's just have Thundercat and call it a day. Um, I can I can only list people from the Cats movie. Okay, All right. let's just get to the tuning fork. Um, so they, they they get the tuning fork. The oracles bring them to the real world um, and show them like what's happening. Mm -hmm. so did we not know what's happening in the real world up until this point that's a great point does eddie know well i guess he wouldn't he wouldn't connect the two worlds right so maybe he wouldn't tell anybody that like music is outlawed in his world mm -hmm. but with us like already knowing that 
the world's like without music undercut like this moment of them returning to the real world later on you know yeah, what i mean you're right you're right because like maybe eddie's like fully been like fuck the real world i'm never going back and that's a problem too because it's like as important as the metal world yeah so yeah. when he gets to this point again it's like oh we need to bring balance to both because they're interconnected yeah Ooh. oh yeah, yeah. They need to... the whole movie is about tuning they need to tune both worlds <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie is about tuning is the funniest sentence <laughs> that's Wait, funny because so... that's like <laughs> yeah, go ahead go ahead Oh, it's just funny because that's like the lamest part about music is tuning your instrument. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because nobody wants to do it. But like, that's like the thing. Like, you gotta take care. Of... That's the whole thing about Eddie Riggs too. Is like he's not a rock star. He's a roadie, right? And he, the whole thing is like he's forgotten the importance of tuning. Like going to this musical like crazy world has like sort of skewed his like view on reality. So when he goes back to the real world, he's like, fuck, I miss killing shit and partying and being in like a crazy metal universe. Wait, wait. Maybe without him being in the real world, like all the roadies like have stopped working and because of that everything is out of whack. Because no oh. one's like helping them no one's helping them tune their instruments for them because these rock stars are fucking lazy, you know? Oh, they don't do it themselves. Shit. Wait, yeah, maybe he he never went back to the real world after the events of the first game. Yeah, oh. and the world needs a roadie, need a really him. good roadie. Maybe that's maybe that's, that's what. Oh my god, you're so <laughs> right. So like that's the 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 takeaway by the like the the solution for the end of the movie is that he needs to go back to the real world and save that world. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he needs to tune the world. Oh man, <laughs> and so maybe maybe it's not like. So are we still going with the metal universe like being like the silence is destroying them or maybe it's that like they are no long like they're just discordant and like like harsh noise is like ripping the world apart. Yeah, this I think they can't play their instruments anymore. Yeah, yeah. like nobody can play anything anymore and like har- yeah. waves of harsh noise is making like huge swaths of land just disappear. Mhm. <laughs> I kind of, all right, cool. I kind of yes. love that. I'm so glad right, that this, we landed on this. This is this is a great place to be. So if Eddie never went back to the real world, he is still in Metal World. How does the movie begin? I guess maybe he's just like on the road and he hasn't been back to home base in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I still think that the bare bones of what we have can stay. Mm-hmm. So like... Mm-hmm. They've been noticing there's problems with the world for a long time. They think it's difficultous. Ophelia goes missing. She doesn't tell them where she's going. She's actually going to research, but mm-hmm. they don't know. Mm-hmm. So they go to attack Diviculus. Then they find out that Diviculus also is having problems. And that's when Ophelia shows up and is like, oh, we need to go talk to these oracles. Yeah, she's like, I know, yeah. Okay, yeah. and then the oracles take Eddie back to the real world briefly. Yeah. Or he takes all three of them back to the real world briefly, well, and they're like, this is the problem. Yeah. And he sees he sees in the real world music is outlawed, and, like, only podcasts are allowed to be listened to now. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Which is good for us, but, It's yeah. good for us, but not good for Eddie. All everyone's listening to is that Game Real podcast. No one listens to metal anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can insert ourselves in the movie. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. 
okay. think I think yeah. from here, mm-hmm. Rob Zombie takes him back to the metal world, and that's when he has to go on his quest for the tuning mm-hmm. fork. Oh, okay. So, or maybe, hmm, maybe the tuning fork is like a key mm. to what mm-hmm. they re- like to the door that is gonna bring Eddie back. Ooh. Oh. I like that. And the rest of the movie is about finding a way to get Eddie back because he never figured out how to get back to the real world because he never wanted to. Like, that's mm. not what Brutal Legends 1, I think, is about anyway. Like, yeah. he's, oh. it's not about him trying to get back to the real world. He's like, ah, fuck that place. I, I'm right. a, Honestly, I love this place way more. Yeah, because oh. he was so. born in the wrong generation, as he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I guess the Oracle would show them, like, a window into the real world but say yeah. oh to to get back you have to actually go and get this key well i think like they need the tuning fork to show him like to show them like the real i think we should still have like the battle with like the band golem mm-hmm. and like have them mm-hmm. get the tuning fork and bring it to the oracles and then they like use the tuning fork to briefly transport all our heroes to the real world and be like this is what is wrong with the real world. Music is no longer a part of the real world, and so we are now discordant and being destroyed. And then they give him the tuning fork, and like, this is the key to the door that will bring you to the real world. You need to, you need to take this key to that door, and you need to walk through it. Okay, so then he has to go find the door. Yeah, the, and then mm-hmm. the main conflict of mm-hmm. the movie is them trying to find the door, and also Eddie not wanting to go back to the real world. I like that. And, like, the rest of the movie is about him, like, coming to the terms with... Or coming to terms with the fact that he needs to go back to Earth, save both worlds. Earth needs roadies. Yeah. <laughs> and... But he doesn't want to. Yeah. And also, it's really hard to get to the door anyway. They have to, like, quest and stuff. Okay, so where is this door gonna be? The... The landscape is, like, sort of... It's sort of, like, divided into three chunks. There's, like, the... The, the Lake of Black Tears people, where it's like a snowy chunk, and then there's the bony, deserty demon chunk, and then there's like the metal, foresty human chunk. And so maybe it's like either high on a mountain, like in a point right between the three, or like deep underground. Hmm. I think we got a get really dreamy about it and just make up our own yeah like new environment like maybe how how is the what was it called like the black forest or the black lake place the lake of black tears the lake of black tears do they ever like go into the lake and like venture into it do not remember oh maybe they have to maybe they have to get like maybe if they get something from each place and the black tears place is like yeah they have to go to the bottom of the lake Wait, so they had to collect stuff to get to, like, the magic tuning peg? Yeah, well, I think, like, like well, maybe, what about this? What about this? Both the oracles are like, this is the key to the door to your world. Mm-hmm. It is not tuned to that door yet. You need to unify the lands and tune this key to the door. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. like, they have to go to, you know, a place in the Iron Head land, and then a place in the Drowning Doom land, and then a place in the Tainted Coil land, and, mm-hmm. like, get something that, like, tunes the fork to the door, and then once they get to the door, then they can enter the okay. the real okay, world. Okay, wait, he- 
hear me out Hearing so you. how about like in each place mm-hmm. there's like a like some kind of giant tuning peg hidden there yeah and like everything connects into like this one giant yeah. fucking bass head that goes like underground or something yeah yeah like yeah. everything's connected that way and that leads to like the tuning peg that we got to get to mm-hmm. i like that i'm just thinking like how could we get like real alice in wonderland with this you know oh okay so he he already has a tuning fork when he yeah. meets the oracles they have like a a regular ass tuning fork that is like a vessel for like the magic or yeah. whatever the music of each faction or of each like kingdom or whatever and they need to get a piece of the music into the tuning fork and then they go to the door which is like like Matt's like connected to all three of the mm-hmm. of the places in like underground and oh, then they so can should, then they can walk he... through the door are we having them go from the oracles then to straight underground to the door? Or are we going to maybe have him go on a little quest to each of the three different places? I think the oracles are the ones who tell him about the quest. And they're like, you need to go yeah. to these three places and do this with a tuning fork. And then you can go to the door. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think if they have multiple places to go, like mm-hmm. it might be a lot. So maybe they got to split up the party. And have like their own like separate things. Oh, and I, maybe yeah. Eddie and Devonculus could be like alone, who haven't been like working together at all, so they gotta learn to do that on their thing. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh. So yeah, Ophelia definitely goes into the Lake of Black Tears, right? And has yes. her own super <laughs> cool goth thing. And Lita mm-hmm. would go to one alone, and then Eddie and Devonculus would go. Yeah. Maybe Lita and Magnus go find the yeah. thing in Ironhead. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, yeah, and then Deviculus and Eddie have to go to the Tainted Coil and, like, find something there. And, like, Deviculus is like, just let me do this. I, I know this place better than you. And then Eddie's like, well, fuck you. I'm not trusting you with that. I'll, I'm supposed <laughs> to save this world. And then, you know, like, they, like, beef over it. Yeah. And then okay, they yeah. fall in love. <laughs> yeah, they oh, fall yeah. in love and kiss. <laughs> like in that fan art. <laughs> And they'll flash on the screen for like one frame. It's like the Slender Man movie where I saw some deviant art shit in that movie. Are you serious? I did too. Serious? I saw some like deviant art, Slender Man art in the Slender Man movie. I feel like there's a point in that movie where they go on Tumblr. They, I don't know if they go on Tumblr because they, they would have to pay Tumblr for that. But I think Mm -hmm. they definitely like, like took some pictures from deviant art. And like put it in the Google search bar for when she was googling Slender Man. <laughs> anyway. Wait, like as a tiny like five second deviation, what uh, is the Slender Man like movie about? Like, why are they on Tumblr? I, we cannot get on that. We cannot get on about this. They're not on Tumblr <laughs> in the movie. And don't get me don't get me and Annika started about that movie. <laughs> All right, I was just like it a makes thing. Me angry. We'll talk about it off mic. <laughs> it okay. makes me angry. <laughs> it's yeah, it makes me crazy. Um, All right. Anyway, so yeah. Um, should they, what should they be looking for something specific? Like I think I feel like oracles always like give someone a, a a weird specific goal or something. Or should we just leave that for the the second draft of this script? Maybe maybe they were giving them lyrics, you know. Oh or shit. Something. Well, but how would mm? I feel like it has to be something specific. All right, let's think. What instrument do you think 
embodies each faction the most. Would it be too basic to say they're looking for guitar pieces? I th- I think if we were going to push this harmony thing, I think it should be three pieces of like a band. Oh. Mm. So they're looking for individual instruments. Oh. Yeah, or like or like a piece of like an ancient instrument relic or something. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, ooh, how about this? Uh in Ironhead, it's definitely a guitar because you know, Ironhead guitar they're like the main characters in drowned doom definitely a bass because it's deep and dark like the lake and then tainted coil is drums because they like getting beaten oh yeah and yeah and so so when so each of them goes on their own little quest we might we don't even really need to see the iron head quest i feel like yeah i think we only mm-hmm. need to see like eddie and Diviculus's quest yeah and then like little like and then, like, a dramatic, like, few cutaways of Ophelia, like, doing the stuff with the drowned lake or whatever. The Lake mm-hmm. of Black Tears. And she's, like, at the bottom and doing all this dark magic to summon this bass guitar. Um, and so they get all the pieces. They connect them to the tuning fork. The fork is then imbued with the energy it needs to bring Eddie back home. Then what? What does he do once he gets home? No, like he they they have all the pieces they need. They have everything they need to go back home. All they need now is to find the door and bring Eddie back home. But what happens before that happens? I think Eddie doesn't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I think we're nearing like what would be the climax of the film. So should it be like a physical maybe a physical battle and in the middle of it he's also having like a mental battle within himself? Yeah. So I guess who would he be fighting then? Should we go like full cheese and it would be like a dark version of himself? Like his inner hubris? <sighs> oh man. Mm. Oh, what if I, what if um, what if he tries he tries yeah. the door. The door deems him unworthy and spits out like a dark version of himself. Yeah, because I feel like I like this idea of him fighting himself. Because I think it's a little too emotionally intelligent for this kind of movie or game yeah. to have him like have an epiphany and like want to fight or want to go back on his own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he should literally like have to kill this part of him that like manifests itself that doesn't want to go back. I think it's like just cheesy enough. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agree. I'm trying to think of how that would happen. Like, they all have the pieces of what they need. Should they be, like, racing against the clock? Or, so- like, what? what is putting pressure on them that Eddie runs away from? Because I think that the final confrontation should be with himself at the door. Like, the world should be, like, crumbling around them all while he's fighting this version of himself well, before he goes out the door. Yeah, that's how I was imagining it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at this point, is he, like, maybe, like, he's gone through the door and, like, he's in, like, this weird, like, in-between dimension? No, I think if he goes through the door, I think he should... That should be what saves everything, is him going through the door. Yeah. But I feel like because he doesn't even really want to go back, he's, like, stuck somehow with his like inner demon well maybe that's maybe that's what 
Oh, you... You just said it. Inner demon. Remember how he gets shot with a demon blood bullet and then he grows oh, demon yeah. wings? That's oh. Maybe that's the part of him that's like... That's like telling him he doesn't want to go back and like just let this world burn. And so, you know, he... Like, maybe he doesn't, he, like, fights that, like, his friends about going through the door. And he's like, I don't want to go back through the door. And they, like, force him through the door because they're just, like, all of him and just one of him. Mm -hmm. And then the door spits him out because part of him is not of that world. It's the demon part of him. And, it, like, when it spits him out, it spits them both out as separate entities. Mm -hmm. And then Eddie Riggs is, like, himself again. And then demon Eddie is, like you know ready to ready to like throw down and he's like i'm not gonna let you leave this world i'll kill you before i let you through that door and so then he has to fight demon eddie yes i mm. think that's great and and of course be... his friends are like gonna help him he's like no i need to do this alone <laughs> that's like such <laughs> that's such a great twist too because we yeah. can set it up we can set it up where like Diviculus and ophelia are like fighting against him and then the twist yeah. the twist would be that it's actually not even him, it's that his demon side has taken over part of his brain. Yeah. Oh mm. man, yeah. And there can be little hints in the rest of the the movie that like that's going on. Because he right. does have those powers in the beginning of the movie. Like he has the wings, he can yeah. fly around, he has the light that he can make from the sky. Um so like, yeah. He has his face melter move. What's it called? Mm -hmm. Is it is it called face, it's face melter? Yeah, yeah, you got it right. Face melter. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So after they get all the pieces, they go to the the door. As they're there, they're trying to force Eddie to go through. He fights the back and doesn't want to go through, and they like force him through, and that reveals Demon Eddie, who is now separated from regular Eddie, and then they fight, and when regular Eddie finally beats him he walks through the door and saves the world is that where we're ending it is there anything else you think we should add to this movie i think there should just be a quick scene at the end where mm -hmm. jack black plays us a song absolutely <laughs> that is all i want maybe maybe it's like like at the beginning of the game where like he's just finished roadieing and maybe he goes to like a nice little hole in the wall bar. Yeah. Like single spotlight on the stool, him and his yes. guitar. And like it's yes. setting it up as like this like quiet little moment, but then he just rocks the fucking Yeah, then way. he <laughs> Yeah. Oh wow, I love that. <laughs> like the end of Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Where they sing Live in La Vida Loca. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, awesome. Like, yeah, this is so solid. I'm so happy with, with how this turned out. Dude, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, are we ready for a recap, then? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Eddie Riggs is living the, living the high life in the world of metal. Just, you know, doing his own thing, celebrating after defeating Diviculus and uniting the lands. But... Things are starting to get bad again. The world is being disintegrated by these waves of harsh noise. People are unable to play music. Everything they play is discordant and they can no longer do the magical solos that give them their powers. The geysers of fan energy have run dry. 
and Ophelia has disappeared. Eddie, of course, br blames Emperor Diviculus, his foe from the last game, and decides that he is going to go confront him and find out what happened to Ophelia and what is going on with the world. Him and Lita, Lita Halford and Magnus all march on Diviculus's kingdom, find him, and begin to do battle. Diviculus fights back, claiming not to know where Ophelia is, but is glad to smite Eddie before his world ends. And just as the two begin or uh, reach the height of their battle, Ophelia swoops in and says that she ha might have an answer to what is going on, but everyone needs to work together. She brings them all to two oracles, a rotting zombie named Rob Zombie and a, a pale vampire named Marilyn Manson. They are oracles from the Lake of Black Tears and claim to have an answer for all three of them as to what is happening to their world. But first, they must bring them a magical tuning fork guarded by a fearsome band golem. The, the three of them try to work together to take down the beast by tuning it, but it is a hard-fought battle as Eddie and Diviculus refuse to work together and Ophelia ends up having to carry most of the battle. In the end, they do get the tuning fork. When they bring it back to the oracles, they are shown a vision of the real world. The real world is no longer filled with music, and the government has outlawed it, in fact and is mandated that only podcasts are allowed to be listened to. This is the cause of the discordant destruction in the world of metal. And both of the oracles reveal to Eddie that he is the imbalance that is causing this, and that he must return to his world and bring balance back to both worlds. Eddie is, of course, distraught by this. He loves his life in this land of metal. He doesn't want to go back to the real world. But... He knows that it is the right thing to do, and so the oracles send the three on a quest. They must get uh, an ancient powerful instrument from each kingdom, uh, the kingdom of Ironhead, the kingdom of the Drowning Doom, and the kingdom of the Tainted Coil. Lita and Magnus go to Ironhead and retrieve the oldest guitar, forged by Ormagodon or whatever ancient beings were before them. Ophelia goes solo down into the lake of black tears at the bottom where she finds the oldest and deepest bass guitar in the land. Diviculus and Eddie tentatively work together and all just barely discover the oldest set of drums in the land of the tainted coil. They bring all three of these artifacts together and combine them with the tuning fork, allowing them to unlock the gate that will bring Eddie back to his world. The whole time, Eddie has been feeling conflicted. He does not want to go back to the real world, and some dark part of him just wants to let the whole world become destroyed. Why was he chosen? He doesn't want to have this responsibility. When they get to the door, they are about to open it when Eddie turns on his friends and says he refuses to go through the door. As the world crumbles around them, his friends fight him, try to force him through the door, and eventually do succeed. But the door spits him back out. And with him, another entity that had been attached to Eddie this whole time. Since the events of the first game, he was shot with a demon blood bullet, and 
was given these demonic powers that have since manifested into its own being. And now, Eddie must face off with the demonic version of himself before he can walk through the door to save the world. With his mind cleared, he does battle with the demon and eventually fells it, allowing him to walk through the door and to save the world. This has been a very good episode. Thank you all for listening. Um, I am, of course, your host, Cassidy Easton. I'm Matt. I'm Annika. And uh, we'll hopefully return to you very soon after this. Uh, Thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Game Reel. If you have an idea for a movie about a game, go on and send us a pitch. Our email is gamerealcast at gmail.com. Our beautiful album art was done by the wonderful and talented Brit Soda's Journa. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram as at artzoid. That's A-R-T-Z-O-I-D on Instagram and spelled with a zero instead of an O on Twitter. Thanks again for listening.